0: so many out there it's a very very saturated market and you need to have something special to be different and guess what that special thing is it's you it's the fact that you're teaching it's the fact that there's no one else on this planet like you and that is your unique selling point so you have to embrace it fully you have to bring all of your quirks along to the class and just be yourself like Don't try and fit into this stereotype of the yogi. who's. Welcome to Doing It For The Dharma. In this series, I'll be interviewing inspiring women who are following their soul's calling. I'm your host, Maddie Lynch, the vegan yogi traveller. Where it is my mission to connect with and spread the message of empowering women on this planet so you too can have the courage and knowledge to take the leap and follow your life purpose hey beautiful souls welcome back to another episode of doing it for the dharma again i'm sorry you're stuck with me for the third time in a row another solo episode i've been so so busy lately i've had no time to arrange any other interviews like oh gosh had so much going on beautiful momentum but wow need to slow down a little bit um so i just mentioned that this week i have two interviews lined up that i'll record so on monday you will have hopefully an episode with another inspiring woman and yeah, in this episode I dive all into my yoga my journey into becoming a yoga teacher. And really this episode is dedicated to people who are interested in or thinking about becoming a yoga teacher. I explain the whole process of how to find and choose a school, where to do it, what you can look out for. I explain the whole journey of how you can transition from your teacher training into becoming an actual yoga teacher. And I break down the steps of how to become a successful yoga teacher. So I basically put all of the knowledge that I absolutely have out here and in here as I've had so many messages asking me about the process. So here it all is. I hope you enjoy this episode and thank you so much for tuning in. So I thought I would just jump on the pod. I literally just woke up. Still dark outside. I don't know if you guys have ever had this, but when you just wake up in the morning and then you're just so filled with energy and like this buzz for just life in general that you just can't go back to sleep. I have that a lot. Like I think it's just mainly my vata mind. If you are familiar with Ayurveda and the doshas, like as soon as I'm awake, like my mind is like going like a million miles an hour. Um, But not necessarily with bad things, just with like, okay, I need to get my Dharma done now, go, 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 which again brings in the more Pitta energy as well. So I'm mainly Vata Pitta, which is the air, uh, the ether, and then the fire, I can't remember what other element goes with Pitta off the top of my head, maybe water. Um, But yeah, if you're not familiar with Ayurveda, definitely go and check out Sahara Rose and her podcast, Higher Self Podcast. She's like basically the leading voice in Ayurveda and she's written like a couple books and yeah, she's amazing. And she has this online quiz you can do where you can find out the dosha in your mind and in your body. So I'm like 100% vata in my mind, which is Really not good sometimes, but <laughs> at least I'm creative, I guess, and then in the body, it can be slightly different anyway, I'll leave that to her. I won't go into that now, so I'm awake. I'm here. I'm on the podcast. I actually wanted to record this episode yesterday, but something happened yesterday, which yeah, really took me out of my like center for a little while, and I just wasn't feeling energetically aligned with my usual self and I really didn't want to then come on and force the episode when I know that you know you guys would pick up on that energy and if I was feeling like that like I like why why should you do something unless you're inspired to do it so yeah I'm sorry this wasn't out on Monday and in the end I just yeah just really allowed myself to feel how I was feeling but at the same time knew it wasn't very good to dwell in these emotions as then you can kind of like create this larger like snowball of like momentum of gathering more and more lower emotions so i just wrote it out for a little while and put on some crazy music like fun music and had a little dance and took a nice shower and just like intentionally washed away all the stuff I was feeling, and then I cycled to work, so I cycled to my yoga classes, and it was fucking freezing here in Hamburg, but I knew the fresh air would do me really, really a lot of good things, and it did, it really helped me to enter back into my body, and then I had two really, really great classes, really awesome students, so yeah, I woke up this morning feeling like completely myself and more some. So before I dive in this episode, I really wanted to share with you some really exciting news. I actually have two batches of really ex well, really exciting news for me anyway. I don't know <laughs> if you guys will share my excitement. Um but yeah, some of the things I'll share at the end, but I just wanted to share at the beginning, um, briefly, that I have started slash completed an Akashic Record reading training with Ashley Wood. She is the owner, the podcast owner of Manifestus and her company Align Within and oh my gosh I love Ashley so much. I really really resonate with her energy. If you guys don't know her podcast Manifestus, also for sure go check it out. So she's basically teaching the Akashic Records which is basically this dimension the akashic field of the record of all souls history um it's like everything a record of everything that has ever happened and ever will happen and all forms of possibilities for like each person on the planet each animal each thing like it's incredible i won't go into too much detail like explaining this um and maybe perhaps in the near future i can make like a solo episode on this um but yeah basically I had a Akashic Record reading like a year ago now like I think it was literally exactly a year ago which is kind of crazy um and it was so so powerful like I got to find out my soul origins and like which star system my soul is from and it helped me to explain a lot of things like I have really really intense like underwater ocean dreams where I I like see these huge sea creatures often they're whales and sometimes I'm one of them and anyway this reading like brought a lot of clarity to me and I felt like after the reading it felt like a bit of a a, another reawakening like you know how uh, I don't really know how to explain it but like obviously we're all like these beautiful souls living in this body but we're not like fully acknowledging that these divine beings so I would say that a spiritual awakening is when you acknowledge that but then there's definitely times and points in life where you go through like reawakenings or mini reawakenings where you discover like more of your truer essence and that was really one of those times for me it was super powerful and I remember speaking to the lady Chelsea um like yeah I really really want to be able to do this and yeah, it's funny because I never like actively sought, sought out to, to read the Akashic Records. I, that was just like, oh, okay, I want to do this. And then I kind of left left it to brew with the universe. And now a year later, I've now completed the training with Ashley. And yeah, it's so incredible. I guess I wasn't really afraid of doing it because I've already had quite a few experiences with channeling. Um, So there wasn't this aspect in me was like, oh no, I don't think I can do that. Really, everyone can read the Akashic Records. Um, Just in the same way, everyone is a pure, divine soul on this being. But just not everyone is aware of that. So when you're aware of that, it's a little bit easier to tap in. And yeah, I've had these experiences of channelings. I thought, no, I can really do this. And I can. And yeah, it was so beautiful because... I went into the records for the first time ever, my own records for the first time ever, like a couple of days ago, and I knew it was time because I was just being flooded with angel numbers, like the whole day, like bombarded, like I've never experienced anything like that, it was so weird, like every car number plate I saw was like one 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 or two 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 or three 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 or like quadruple numbers and i'm like how the fuck is every car plate got like these angel numbers like it was so strange and then like on the phone time and just like oh i don't know every number i was seeing was an angel number especially the one one (laughs) one 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 like so many ones which i feel like is a super super powerful. Uh, number to see and yeah I'm like okay this is obviously the day to like go into my records for the first time and uh, so I did I created my space I you know bent some sage and had a little bit of meditation and I went into the records with like no expectation of like actually receiving any information i thought right i'm just gonna go in and just hang out this is what ashley recommends to do on the first time just feel what it's like to be in the akashic field and i was just yeah bombarded with information like i really didn't expect to receive any um but i guess because this channel within me is kind of prominent already it was just flowing through me all of this information and It was almost a bit overwhelming. It was almost like several pieces of different information being coming through me at once at the same time and it was really, really a lot. I'm like, Okay, how am I gonna take this all in? And as soon as I had that thought, they were like, Put on the voice note and record. So I'm like, Okay, that's pretty smart. Ashley also recommends to do that. Um so when I turned on the voice note and I physically spoke out loud because before I was with receiving information in thought form it was just one message it was concise and it was a lot clearer so I thought okay this is how I'm gonna do it um yeah so I put on the voice note and actually I'm, I'm gonna share with you guys at the end of the episode um my voice recording of my channeling of the Akashic Records it's really really exciting and yeah it's super incredible so at the moment i'm really wanting to practice these sessions so i'm currently offering like donation-based sessions um with the community of manifestos and and maybe i'll open it up to some of you guys uh, if you are interested for just a donation-based session just so i can practice and you can experience the your soul's a record, but honestly though, I'm I'm actually preferring to practice with strangers at the moment because I think when you know someone, it's a lot harder. It's it's paradoxical, but it's a lot harder because you already know so much information about them, and I really want the information to come through to be pure and the fact that I don't know anything about the person, and then I can gain more confidence and clarity within myself, and once I have that confidence and clarity, then I will open the readings up to people that I do know, so yeah, I just wanted to share that with you, because yeah, at the end, I'm going to share the channeling, and some other really, really exciting news, like this huge, 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 huge manifestation has happened, it's about the podcast and about a guest that I'm going to bring on which I still can't believe is happening I can't I just yeah I can't even believe it's real Um, and I'm going to announce at the end who this special guest coming on will be so let's dive in now to the actual episode which I've had so so many requests for uh, not necessarily in podcast form but just so many people messaged me like hey I want to go to India I want to do my teacher training do you have any advice and blah 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 and it was my intention to make like make a blog post and just have all the information in one place but uh, in like the summer my laptop keyboard broke and I was writing like monthly bro- blog posts and then when my keyboard broke i just stopped <laughs> writing vlogs, and i moved on to video format and was making a lot of youtube videos and now it's not summer it's like super super dark in my flat we have no natural lights it's really not the best ideal not the most ideal situation to record videos and I love to record outside and it's so cold now so I'm like okay now I'm, I'm evolving into the podcasting realm where I can do it anytime anywhere and I don't have to worry about lighting or cold weather or whatnot so I'm putting all of this information now into this podcast and I really just want to share my journey with you my experiences and what advice I have this is a lot the question I get a lot like how do you choose a school which one can you recommend blah blah, blah. and I really want to include like how you can be a successful yoga teacher so we'll dive into all of this and I think the best place to start would be with my own personal journey like why yoga and how did that unfold and it's kind of a funny story because I remember I was at the end of my degree in in Bristol in the UK I was studying psychology and it was really close to the end of my degree I'd be graduating that summer this was in February where I was in South Africa for my dad's wedding and I was really thinking like what am I gonna do with myself (laughs) like soon like all of my life I've spent studying so far, you know, from school to a kid, and now straight to uni, and soon it's going to be over, like, what do I really, really want in life, and I already had a lot of experience traveling, which I've been so blessed, as I'm an only child, so my parents were able to easily take me to many countries, even since I was really young, so I feel like it's in my blood to travel and explore, and I, yeah, I've had the the, um what is the word I've had the oh gosh it's too early my brain isn't uh, functioning yeah I've had the luxury um yeah of being able to travel in life which I know I know a lot of people haven't been able to have so I feel super super grateful and super super blessed for that experience so yeah I was in South Africa I was with my dad and my stepmom and some other people and they were like asking me like so what are you gonna do when you graduate and I was like you know what I think I'm gonna go to Bali and become a yoga teacher and my dad freaked the fuck out because (laughs) he's like one of these typical dads you know who has really like high expectations like maybe they wanted to become a doctor or a lawyer or something that society defines as successful and he thought I was joking but I was like deadly serious so anyway by the time I graduate I traveled around Europe with my cousin from Australia and a bunch of her friends from Oz and yeah basically I just saved up some money what I could at the time and then just traveled in my student overdraft which was not smart but I knew I was going to be moving to Australia where you earn a lot of money so I was like okay fuck it I'm just gonna do it (laughs) which obviously I can't recommend to everyone like you're supposed to save and blah 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 but I just really have this mentality of like spend money on memories because money is always going to come back to you but the memories are not so yeah ended up moving to Australia uh, which I absolutely loved I feel so good in that country um, and yeah I I was just working and you earn so much money in Australia like even if you're a toine- toilet cleaner like you earn really good money so I was just earning like the most money I've ever earned in my life and I'm like wow like this is what it feels like to be abundant <laughs> financially and I was only waitressing part time like earning like over like $40,000 a year which was just nuts but yeah anyway I had a lot of money and I'm like I was doing a lot of yoga, I was doing a lot of hot yoga over there as well, and I'm like, I really, really want to go do my yoga teacher training, because I can afford it now, and it just seems like the next logical step, because yeah, I've always loved yoga, like since I was really young, my mum was sneaking me into fitness classes when I was like 12, and we just lied and said I was 16, and was doing all this circuit training, and then we did a lot of Pilates, and then yoga really came to me during university. I know I'm jumping all over the place now. This is my Gemini mind, but I'll tie all the threads back together, I promise. So yeah, yoga came to me in university where, like I said, I was studying psychology. We studied, um, one of the modules I did was the psychology of appearance and embodiment and yeah, they really brought yoga to us to, yeah, really acknowledge the beautiful psychological benefits as well as the more spiritual benefits, so I then took up yoga, like, from uni, and was, like, doing it on the rikes, so, yeah, of course, I was doing it in Australia as well, and yeah, so I decided, okay, I really want to go to Bali, and I really want to go do my teacher training in Bali, it was so, so expensive to do it in Bali. I think it was like over $4,000, um, Aussie dollars, which I guess isn't actually that much, but I I thought it was quite a lot. But I booked it and I was like, no, I'm just going to do it. Um, but then six months after I moved to work, do some work on the farms in Australia, because you need to do that to get your second year visa. And work was a little bit slow on the farms like the pay was still pretty good, but it was pretty sporadic work because I've been a lot of problems with the crops and the seasons and the weather, you know, global warming, climate change. So money actually wasn't so, uh as strong as it was before. It was still pretty good. Um, and then I was like speaking to some people at the hostel and they'd been to India and they were talking about how incredible it was. And I'd actually always really, really wanted to go to India as well and I was just I don't know I just had a little research online and I saw that the the courses in India were actually like a quarter of the price of the ones in Bali and I feel like it would have been a way more authentic experience to actually study yoga like where it originated so I thought you know what I'm just gonna cancel the Bali one. They actually gave me my deposit back which was really cool. And yeah, I I booked somewhere in India. So the way that I researched for the course was I looked on this site called I think it's Book Yoga Retreats or I think they even have like a book yoga teacher training one now. And I was like reading through all of their reviews and sifting through and it's kind of hard because there's like thousands of schools in India, of course, especially in Rishikesh, and then I would say Goa is the like, next popular place, and I studied in Rishikesh, which is in the foothills of the Himalayas, it's actually the, the city, which is the birthplace of where yoga originated from, so there's like a yoga school in like every inch of the, <laughs> of the city, Um and yeah, I was just researching and researching and reading reviews, and then I just picked one, I was like overwhelmed by the choice, and I went for one that wasn't too pricey which probably was a little bit of a mistake (laughs) um but yeah and I went for it so with my own personal experience I would say looking back on my decision of the school I would say the quality wasn't what I would have wanted from a training from the the course that I took personally there were a few things well quite a few things that yeah just didn't really work out well for example the teachers um which is really really not up to standards of what you would want from a training and there was only three of us on the course which again was a bit of another weird sign okay why why are there only three people here (laughs) which was a nice experience it was a lot more one-to-one um but yeah the, the physical quality of the yoga teaching was not very up to standards But it was good because we were just three because we all felt the same way and in the end um, we complained and we actually managed to then get really good teachers so pros and cons to that so I would say I would really recommend if you are looking for a school you can't just rely on the reviews because anyone I guess anyone can leave a good review I guess everyone's not inclined to leave a good review and doesn't really have the motivation um but it needs to be more than that, it needs to be more than just the reviews, like I would really say like truly go inside and ask your soul to guide you, which I know sounds a bit wishy-washy, but we all have this connection to our highest soul knowledge in the form of our intuition, right, so go with your gut feeling and see what school actually feels right for you, see what really resonates with you on the soul level, and go with that, just trust yourself, ask, you can also ask your spirit guides or angels to guide you to the right school, I don't think I did this, <laughs> but then also just trusting and knowing that wherever you go is, is the place you need to be, and has the lessons for you that you need to learn as well, so this would be my recommendation. I would for sure recommend to go do it in india because even though the first part of the training like the teaching quality wasn't the best it was such an authentic experience though like for example i loved my philosophy teacher uh, pranayama teacher uh guruji <laughs> it was just so authentic indian and it was just magical so i can yeah I can highly recommend you go to India if you can and I went to India by myself I went solo a lot of my friends and family were super super scared but I was actually completely fine um I guess I'll go into this briefly if you are thinking about India like I basically yeah I stayed in New Delhi for five nights and then I went to Rishikesh and I was completely safe it was I was a little bit worried because I like Landed at New Delhi in the middle of the night and obviously travelling solo as a young woman, a young white woman, I guess. I I don't really know why I should add that, but it yeah, you know what I mean. Like when you're not in that culture and you've never been there and you're alone, like it can be a little bit confronting. So but I was completely safe. Like I arranged for this I pre-arranged for this taxi driver to come pick me up. And of course, the guy I arranged for didn't come. He sent someone else, which made me a little uneasy. Um, But yeah, I arrived very safely at my hostel. I didn't have a single problem while I was in India. And actually, when I was there, it was completely different from what I thought. Like, I, I bought all these ugly clothes from the op shops because I thought, okay, I need to, like, cover myself from head to toe and, like... Yeah, I bought this fake wedding ring. It was like this, this plain silver band from a charity shop for like ten dollars, <laughs> and all. Where on my wedding finger, I like took it really, really seriously to like cover myself and be safe. And then when I arrived at the hostel, I met this really awesome, Indian girl Anna who was from Mumbai, and she was gonna show me around. She kind of knew the area. She was staying at the hostel and she wanted to show me all this authentic Indian food because she was also vegan. And we were getting ready the next day, and she's putting like these shorts on. I'm like, Anna, what are you doing? Like, why why are you dressing like that? And she's like, What do you mean? And I was like showing her my clothes. And I was like, I thought you have to cover up in India. And she's like, Oh, like, poor you, (laughs) like, you know, like poor, like uninformed Taurus who's got it all wrong. Like, no, like, actually, the cities are a lot more progressed than we're led to believe. And actually is a lot safer in the cities for women than we're being told so i just had all these fuck ugly clothes with me and so i was like great (laughs) and of course like in the really rural rural areas of india that's super traditional of course you'll probably well you'll definitely need to cover up maybe we're sorry i don't know um but yeah in the actual main cities it's just like just pretty normal like and the young indians hanging at the hostel were going out drinking and like hooking up and like we have this view that they're just you know like these really really far away traditional people actually no they're just they're just normal people with similar yeah just similar views as like us other young people so it was it was a super super beautiful experience new delhi was chaotic and crazy but yeah i can just for sure recommend that you do do it in India if you can and obviously they have trainings all over the world but yeah India just has that vibe it's just got that magic and Rishikesh as well even though it's not that traditional because there's so many tourists doing teacher trainings they have this beautiful ceremony called Ati every night on the Mother Ganga River where hundreds of people gather. They all light candles and um, you're singing mantras and there's beautiful rituals. Oh, it was such a beautiful experience. I can highly, highly recommend it as you can tell. So yeah, in relation to picking the school as well, you can have a think about what style of yoga really resonates with you so i did a multi multi-level or multi-style yoga training where we covered hatha and ashtanga vinyasa um which was great i think i do not resonate with hatha yoga i think because i'm vata i'm like in constant motion constantly moving like i love the fluidity of vinyasa like it feels so good to me to just be flowing And I'm very connected to water. And this is this fluid water element. Whereas I'm not very good at just standing still. (laughs) Which is Hatha, right? You hold the postures. There's not really any flow to it. So I can recommend even if you like Vinyasa and you take a lot of Vinyasa classes, maybe it's nice to do a multi-style training. Because then if you have an experience Hatha, maybe then you can really get a feel for it and see what you would actually prefer to teach um because that's necess- not necessarily what you prefer to practice by yourself is not necessarily what you would prefer to teach as well so you can keep that in mind um or if you're truly like sat at heart you love vinyasa you've tried other classes yin and hatha, and you really really want to do vinyasa or ashtanga or kundalini or whatever it is you practice so many styles of yoga right Um, then yeah, for sure, just pick a school that's just dedicated to that certain lineage and style. Um, And yeah, I can recommend, of course, that you do a 200-hour teacher training to begin with. I know that there are some offering 100-hour, but in general, like to teach, to actually go and teach, you do need your 200 hours. So I can just for sure recommend that they have that. And I would also highly recommend that you find a school who's registered with the Yoga Alliance. So the Yoga Alliance is basically this global um, yeah, alliance of yoga that has certain rules and regulations of like the standards of how a course should be and what it should include. And it's just a little bit safer on your behalf, and then afterwards, you can like register with Yoga Alliance as well if you want to, although it's not something you have to do. It just gives a little bit more credibility to the school, I would say, as sometimes studios won't take you or opportunities won't take you unless you have been uh, with a course who is with the Yoga Alliance, just to keep this universal standard of course then it has its own limitations as well but maybe just have a little research into that and see what does feel good for you because I know there are some experiences especially in Germany there's this one school and I won't mention the name but where they train you and then you're just trained to teach with them like you're not allowed to go and teach anywhere else and then sometimes some of the other studios won't really recognize their training so then they have to open their own studio and it just seems very very limiting I don't know but yeah just just really have a look at what kind of situation you can get yourself into in the future with what training you choose so I would obviously say just give you just look for something that gives you a little bit more flexibility and a little bit more freedom so my biggest advice to you After you finish your teacher training would be to make sure you sign up to um, a platform that allows you to go and practice and teach straight away, like the most important thing after you finish, teach, teach, teach straight away, even though it feels really scary, even though you're like, ah, but I don't really know like exactly what I'm doing, I know I've just done a training, but I have no experience in teaching like that's the point go and find some experience because I think with a lot of teachers they'll do this training and then like they'll not go into it because they don't feel like the time's right like guess what newsflash the time is never going to be right the time is now so what I did personally was I signed up to this really awesome platform called yoga trade I can highly recommend it you sign up and you can do like an annual or biannual uh, membership i think it was only like 20 dollars or euros or pounds uh, for the year it was really inexpensive Uh, excuse me it basically shows you uh all of these teaching opportunities around the world Uh, a lot of them are short-term opportunities or for a couple months or however many days and a lot of the opportunities are also voluntary as well so for example you would get the food and accommodation and you can teach classes so I signed up actually before I even finished my training because I knew like I wanted to see the opportunity so I could arrange something as for as soon as I was finished and I found this really really cool opportunity back in Australia so I'd just flown from Australia to India and My boyfriend was still in Australia, so I wanted to go back there, of course. And yeah, so I found this opportunity to teach yoga at a a holistic addiction rehabilitation centre near Byron Bay, if anyone knows down under. (laughs) And yeah, it looked really, really cool. And I applied for it and somehow I got the position so I arranged after my time in India, I spent I spent about four more weeks there afterwards. Did I? No, I spent three more weeks afterwards in India because my mum came to visit me as we hadn't seen each other in 18 months and we both did an Ayurvedic massage course together. But anyway, after this point I flew back to um Australia and I went to this holistic addiction retreat center with Henrik and he was also volunteering like playing sport and taking everyone to tennis and yeah it was a really really cool experience and I was kind of nervous because I was like okay i not like taught any proper classes yet I did teach a two two classes um after my teacher training because then there was a next group coming so I taught a couple classes to them which was actually so fun but I, that was the only experience I'd had right so I was a little bit nervous um But it went really, really well, like, the people that were there were there to heal from, like, you know, deeply, yeah, deep alcohol addiction. So it wasn't really something they were super, super into anyway. And some days no one would turn up or just one would turn up because they were having really low days. So it was a very interesting experience. And I actually wrote a blog post, if you are interested in my experience. The experience that I had there like I ended up going to ANA Alcoholics Anonymous meetings with one of the ladies for support who I connected with well and it was it was a beautiful experience so yeah I can link I can link in my my blog post if you are interested there so afterwards uh after that experience we like road tripped in our van for like several weeks but anyway after that I really felt it was important for me to continue teaching as much as possible. So towards the end of our travels, after Australia and Vietnam, went to the UK to visit my best friend and I put on a charity yoga class for her father who was running in a marathon at 60. And then I moved to Dusseldorf in Germany and I set up my meetup group where i was teaching yoga in the park because it was summertime and i thought great i can teach more um and actually before i did this i can't remember the timeline but before or after i was teaching in the park i found another opportunity on yoga trade to go and teach yoga at a retreat in mikinos in greece for six weeks i thought yes this sounds amazing um so I went off and did that for six weeks, and the lady knew I was a newer teacher, so she also had another teacher on as well, who was more experienced, just to help give me a bit of guidance, and provide some variety, and it was such an incredible experience, like Clemence from Francais, was the, the other yoga teacher, and she is such an incredible teacher, and I'm so grateful to Clemence, because she taught me so, so much, like I feel like I gained so much knowledge for her, from her, so shout out Clemens if you are listening, thank you, thank you, Um, yeah, and it was so amazing as you can imagine being in Greece for six weeks teaching, and I just teach yoga in the morning, then we go to the beach all day, and very rarely we'd have to teach twice, Um, it was usually just once a day, so it was super, super breezy, and got to explore the island, and oh wow, it was such a dream, um, so yeah, like when I got back, I was teaching a lot of yoga in the park. I started off just once a week and I ended up teaching like four classes in the park a week, and they were all full. Like towards the end of my time I would have like 20, 25 people turning up um to these donation-based classes. It was so crazy. It was so much fun and I built such a beautiful community from that. So my next step in your yoga journey and becoming a successful yoga teacher would be to build your tribe, like build your community, wherever you're based. So for me, it's interesting because I had to do this twice and I have a formula, which I know is working now because I had to do it two times. So as I mentioned, I started up a meetup group and it doesn't necessarily have to be meetup. You can start a Facebook page or a Facebook group where you're providing your offerings so if it's summer and you can do classes in the park great I can really recommend you do that just to build some confidence and and yeah start up to build community that way and um, make sure that the classes or the things that you offer are consistent so even if it's just once a month you can commit to just make sure you do it that once a month or if it's once a week and yeah really create the sense of community between people so a great way to do this is through social media I also created like um a private message messenger group on Facebook from the girls who would regularly attend my classes I create a yeah a private message group where I'd post my classes but more importantly I would arrange for us to meet up and have teas and go out and have dinner and just really creating friendships and bonding because this is how I've made all of my friends like since living as an expat I've made friends through my yoga that I teach and through my workshops that I host and these are the people that I'm so grateful to be around because we're all on this like similar vibe together which is so so cool so yeah just create your sense of community and be consistent in your offering Um, I mentioned briefly, create a Facebook page, definitely create a Facebook page about yourself as a teacher and what you offer as well. So even if you've only just started, even if you've only just qualified and you feel like you don't feel worthy of a Facebook page yet, fuck that. That's just the ego. Let go of it and start now because you'll be thankful that you didn't start however many months or years later when you finally feel like you're actually good enough which with that day may never actually come because the ego um, can be so sneaky and convincing us like even I sometimes have moments where I'm like am I actually good enough as a teacher like sometimes I have like imposter syndrome and then I think oh this is so ridiculous of course I am but the ego does try and weasel its way in now and then so just start create a page Make sure you put a little bit about yourself so people get a know for who you are and what you're all about. Okay, I just need to take a sip of my lemon ginger water as my tongue's <laughs> My mouth's getting a bit dry. Okay, I'm back. Okay, so yeah. Yeah, make sure you... Yeah, just show who you are because people are going to want to know who their yoga teacher is and who this person is and, and what their story is. So just try and be as open as possible without sharing too much or without sharing what you're comfortable with but I would say authenticity is the most important factor in in being a successful yoga teacher because I've said this before like energy doesn't lie and you just have to be yourself like at the end of the day there are so many yoga teachers which is amazing because the planet needs more yoga teachers um, like just for the sake of like helping other people to find this calm place within themselves. But there's so many out there, it's a very, very saturated market, and you need to have something special to be different. And guess what? That special thing is: it's you, it's the fact that you're teaching, it's the fact that there's no one else on this planet like you, and that is your unique selling point. So you have to embrace it fully you have to bring all of your quirks along to the class and just be yourself like don't try and fit into this stereotype of the yogi who's like I don't know like you know (laughs) like for example like okay I fit I fit the stereotype in many ways in that I'm vegan I don't drink alcohol these were all decisions I made years before I actually became a yoga teacher Um, and yeah I guess I have a pretty uplifting approach to life but I don't fit the stereotype of like you know feeling some spiritual authority of like for example I tend to swear a lot if you haven't noticed already and I'm not doing it I'm not using it in a negative way I'm just using it to emphasize my points so for example in my class sometimes I'll swear and it's like I'm just doing me, I'm just being authentic, and I'll say that, like, if you don't, (laughs) like, I don't know, for example, you know, like, I'm just, like, flowing in the moment, I'm not really thinking about what I'm saying, I'm just channeling, I'm like, you know, if this pose doesn't feel good for you, then fuck that, like, do something that feels better, (laughs) I think, maybe that'll shock some people, (laughs) and maybe they're like, I thought this was a yoga class, but that is the yoga the yoga is being your true self so let it shine through and that is really I feel like what has been my greatest success in yoga is the fact that people love my classes because I'm just real you know there's none of this bullshit like thinking I'm having some spiritual authority and thinking I'm like some perfect person like again, fuck that. No, just coming onto the mat, being real and wrong with your students that you don't know everything and you're not going to go everything. And if someone asks you something and you don't know, or you're not comfortable, just be like, okay, I, I don't know, but I'll have a researcher come back to you rather than like trying to fake this inauthentic vibe of that you know everything about yoga and then maybe you'll offer some advice that doesn't actually work or is unsafe so just be real and yourself and you literally can't go wrong and of course just like not everyone is going to like you because we're all on different resonances and you can check out my last episode on the law of resonance if you want to find out more about that Just like everyone is not going to like you, not everyone is not going to like your style of teaching and just know that that is okay. You can't physically please everyone. It does not work like that. So just find how you like to teach, be yourself and stay with that. So for example, with me, like personally, um, my spiritual path means a lot to me. And it's a huge, huge part of my life and all of the friendships that I have, have the spiritual connection, like I think because of my Sagittarius moon, it's like this seat this path for like higher knowledge and my Aquarius ascendant, I'm like I need to go really, really deep with people or I'm completely uninterested, and this is reflected in all of my friendships and it's reflected in my class, like don't come to my class number one if you don't like swearing, and uh, number two if you don't resonate with the spiritual side of yoga because I go deep and I have people in class and I'm like channeling out some meditation about the universe and blah 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 and I know that it can make people feel very uncomfortable sometimes and those are the people that don't come back to my class and that is okay. And there are the people that love this vibe, because in Germany, I don't think it's that common to go spiritual, I guess it's the German culture, I don't know, Um, but there are people who love it, they love it, love it, love it, and they come to all of my classes, and I have so many regulars, which is awesome, I'm so grateful for you guys, so thank you if you are listening, so yeah, typically it'd be like, okay, don't be, don't do the spiritual yoga because we're in Germany where people want things that are practical. But again, fuck that bullshit. Like, it's so crazy because I had um, this teacher. It's a little bit of a long story and I don't want to go into it too much. But basically, there was a teacher from the yoga community in Hamburg. Um, And I don't think he just teaches in Hamburg. I think he's like, you know, a little bit Instagram famous, got a little bit of a spiritual ego going on which is okay i'm sure i do as well at some points and basically this person came to my class and i was new in hamburg at the time i didn't know who he was and i was introducing myself like hey how are you who are you what's your name and i didn't know who this person was and i think this really really tickled his ego that i didn't know who this famous instagram yogi was And um he ended up leaving a few bad words about my class and to one of the studio owners and then basically I ended up getting fired. This is from the same studio that was fired again recently. It's it was a weird vibe there again. If you wanna find out more about that, check out my last episode. Anyway, instead of being really immature and messaging him like, Well, thanks a lot, you're gonna be fucking fired. Um, I was just like, no, like use this as an opportunity for growth. So I messaged him on Facebook and was like, Hey, this is a situation that happened. I'm no longer welcome at the studio because of some of the things that you mentioned. So can you please give me advice and some feedback on how you feel that, um, I can improve in my teaching because essentially that's all I want to do. I just want to grow and become a better and better teacher. And I was super, super humble, like, even though this is a bad situation happening, kind of because of you, I was like, no, be the bigger person, learn and grow from this. And anyway, I didn't get a reply. And then it was literally seven months later, so this happened kind of recently, where I was at the studio and I, I got back, I was welcomed back to the studio, because like I said last time, my classes were pretty full and going well. And yeah, my, I was just about to teach a class, and there was a lot of people attending, and um, this person was there before me, teaching some workshop, and they were like, oh, Maddie, hi, hi, how are you? <laughs> and I was just like, oh, hey, like, how's it going? And then kind of like, just went back to setting up, and he was like, oh, come, come over here, like, I, I really, really wanted to give you that feedback, like, I'm so sorry, blah, 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 I'm like, oh that was like seven months ago if you remember okay <laughs> anyway I was given from this person the most ridiculous advice I've ever heard in my life I was basically told that I'm too nice and that my students won't respect me because I'm too nice as a person and they need someone who's an authority figure um i was told that i shouldn't make jokes in class because i'm like super myself and like as a gemini i guess i can be a little bit witty and a bit quick-minded and if i if i feel a joke in the moment i'll just say it and people generally laugh and they like it i don't do it for the laughs. i just do it because i'm gemini and i love to get creative with my language so sometimes i crack a few jokes in class because you know i'm just doing me and he was like oh you need to leave the jokes behind like even a comedian wouldn't crack jokes so cheap and was like basically saying that people won't like it um there was so many ridiculous things and that apparently I need to be more authoritative in my class and I need to go around and tell people that oh you haven't quite got it yet but maybe soon and, and and actually disempower them so I then am seen as like a better teacher Honestly, it was the most fucking bullshit advice I've ever heard in my life. And I was shocked. I was so shocked that this was coming from the mouth of someone who is like supposedly, you know, high up in this community or doing well. I just thought that is so ridiculous. And I almost wanted to laugh. There were so many other points as well, but I won't won't bother going into them. But you kind of get the vibe for like what I'm trying to say and I think he was really trying to trigger me and I was just laughing inside and he was like I was like okay yeah thanks like not rude at all but not like taking any of it in obviously and he's like wow like you're taking this so well like I really thought this would would really be um I thought this would like upset you or be hard to take like really really amazing you can take this so well and I was just like okay like I need to go teach my class like see ya um yeah just bizarre so I would say please (laughs) please never follow any kind of advice like that and I would say even though like I'm sharing this information with you now like just pick and choose and see what feels good to you see what resonates with you on your yoga journey and don't let anyone else even someone who's in some higher yogic position, which is actually bullshit, doesn't exist, don't let them tell you how you should be or how you should teach because the points that I was given were nothing to do with my teaching and everything about who I am as a person. And yeah, maybe that was a bit threatening for that person, but it just goes to show like be yourself. Not everyone is going to vibe with that. And that is more than okay because as long as you're living in alignment with your path and yourself you literally cannot fail you can't fail at being yourself like it it doesn't exist it's just yeah that's the beauty of it so yeah you kind of get the gist of where i've been going with this so once you've been building up a lot of experience teaching and yeah you've got a lot of classes under your belt whether that's with friends and family just practice with whoever you can also important that you maintain your own personal practice because you can't really teach unless you're you're doing the practice you're living the practice and as you guys hopefully know um yoga is not just the asana right like it's part of the eight limb process and the asana is only like the third <laughs> the third aspect of the actual yoga process and yeah just make sure you're like following the yogic path so for example there are the yamas so you have ahimsa which is non-violence you have satya which is truth you have ashteya which is non-stealing you have brahmacharya, which is very debated in the yoga community it can be interpreted cel- as celibacy but you can also interpret as using your energy wisely and then the last one, I can't remember how to pronounce the name, but it begins with an A. <laughs> and this is basically about non-attachment. Um, so there are these like five principles that I can recommend that you follow in your journey. You'll learn all about them. They're called the Yamas. You'll learn all about them on your course. But just try and stay, on, stay in alignment with this. Like, and I think you'll notice that people recognize your authenticity as a yoga teacher because, of course, you can teach yoga and you can go out and get wasted and fucked up and, yeah, be doing these kind of things. Of course, you can. Like, we live in the 21st century. But at the same time, like, if you really want to make this the only thing that you do and you want to go far with it, I recommend just try and live in alignment with the yamas as much as possible and the yamas do typically mean restrictions or restraints in sanskrit but it's for the highest good of all like number one ahimsa non-violence like you know that's a pretty nice one to follow and being truthful and being authentic and not stealing and using your energy wisely. like these are all really they're there for a reason like they've survived Thousands of years for a reason. So, I can just recommend that during your path as a yoga teacher, just try and live in alignment with the yogic philosophy because there are a lot of people, <laughs> quite a few I've experienced here so far <laughs> in my journey, that are not living in alignment with these principles. And it's like, wow, like, how are you teaching yoga when? I don't know you're just so far away from it, you know what I mean? I don't know, maybe I'm being judgmental, I think I am, um but yeah, just just do what works for you, and of course, you do need balance in life as well, so I'm not saying don't drink alcohol again. I'm just saying like just stay true to yourself and do what feels right for you, and don't do things for the sake of others. so once you have got your experience and teaching. I would recommend then reaching out to studios, just taking another lemon sip of water. As I've been talking for like an hour now, oh my gosh. Sorry guys, hope it's, hope it's helpful. Um. Yeah, so then you can reach out to studios and email the studios. It would be nice if you can go into the studios and physically meet the owner, but from experience and from teaching at studios, I know that the owners are very, very rarely at the studios. Usually how it works with studios is that there's a bunch of different teachers every day and the teacher will just come in for their class and then leave. So I even tried this, like when I moved to Hamburg. I was going into studios and taking classes and like, hey, do you want some tea? And they're like, this is actually nothing to do with me. I'm not the owner. So, you know, I'm like, send an email. (laughs) And last... unless you can find the class that the owner does teach and usually they'll teach at least one in their own studio find that class go to that class introduce yourself i can say that you can offer yourself to be a sub teacher to begin with because studios always need sub teachers right like there's always someone who's sick or last minute they can't do something and then they always need yeah you always need someone on standby, always need someone on call and it's it's help for the studio, so it's harder to say no to help than asking for a class outright so I would say begin as a sub teacher and often then you can involve you you're more likely to evolve into becoming an actual full time teacher with a class there because you already know the system, you know how to sign people in, and then it's just a lot easier to integrate someone who's already been there so that would be my advice to you yeah start out subbing of course you can say you can sub but also if there is an opening for a full class then you know you'd be happy to take it just put your intention out there and yeah just make sure you go around to as many studios as po- possible introducing yourself attend other people's classes this is also something that's been really helpful f- for me is going to other people's classes because you then get inspiration and ideas and you can get creative and you can see especially in your early days as a, as a teacher and of course you should always be going to classes but especially in the early days you can see so many different styles in the way that people teach and you can kind of pick up what works well for you so there's lots of different nuances from the teachers that may feel good to you or they may teach in a way the way you're like no that does not feel good and then you know not to do that thing that they're doing if that makes sense so yeah this is my advice just keep going to classes teach as much as possible and um yeah just put yourself out there I can recommend as well um if you are the kind of person who is comfortable with being behind the camera. Uh, maybe you can make a few yoga videos on YouTube, like just for friends and family. It's always fun to post and then you can get some feedback as well. And just really continue to cultivate your sense of community. So like I said, I made friends with like all of my students and I have such a good relationship with them. Um and it's so nice because yeah, then you have people coming back to you and you build this bond and it's super super special. Like it's so beautiful teaching a class where you know everyone really really well and it's just such a magical feeling. Like I actually had this last night in one of my classes at Tribe Yoga Base. <clears throat> it was all these women, and I know all of them really, really well, and they kind of know each other a little bit from coming to class, and it was such an awesome vibe, and it was so much fun, and and afterwards, they were like, wow, like, I really, really love that class, I'm like, yeah, me too, like, I really felt it, and you know all of their bodies, you know what they're capable of, and then it's more fluid, and it was, yeah, just develop your tribe, find the high vibe tribe in your community, and yeah, just just care about your students, like, if you don't care about them, if you're just there for the attendant, if you just care about their attendance of your classes, like, people are going to feel that, whereas if you genuinely care about them, you care about their well-being and how they are, like, people will feel it so much, and I've had that, like, from, yeah, the studio I just got fired at because of, yeah, that situation in the last episode I talked about, um, They were like bringing... Some of my students were bringing me gifts and stuff. It was so, so sweet. And yeah, I just was just... I felt so humbled and it was awesome. So yeah, make sure you build your community. Care about them. I would say it's important as a yoga teacher, unfortunately, that you do try and have some kind of online presence. So... Like I said at the start, like definitely have a Facebook page and I can recommend Instagram page. Like I know it's probably not what you want to hear, but these days, this is just how people are doing business, right? They look at, and honestly is how I also fall into this trap because if someone messages me, they want to do a collaboration or a workshop or they reached out to me. Like for example, yesterday I had a company reach out to me saying they want me to be the lead retreat host for one of their retreats next year which is amazing and I I'm just like blown away it's like okay it's one door closes another door opens and I'm like wow this is so so cool and yeah what is the first thing I do look at their Instagram it's just I guess it's just how the world the world is is functioning these days so if you want to keep your personal Instagram if you have one do so If you don't wanna integrate your yoga life so fully with your personal one, then just make a separate Instagram for your yoga. I know many, many teachers that do that. And this is just a nice way, again, for you to just show who you are as a person. And it doesn't have to be just yoga poses and fancy yoga clothes. Like that's not very authentic either. You can just show a little bit about who you are and about your day and about your passions. I think it does make a difference. And then as a way to connect, with your students when you're not on the mat and I always promote my classes on Instagram as well which I know is helpful people you know sometimes say oh I found your story and I came in and yeah so that would be the next element is self-promotion of you know being a successful yoga teacher number one being your authentic self but of course you need some self-promotion which some people may find some discomfort with maybe it feels a little bit weird or a little bit egotistical to promote yourself but again this is just the way the world works and if you don't promote yourself who will like if you don't promote yourself people aren't going to know about your classes so definitely promote yourself I like to create Facebook events of all of my yoga classes on my Facebook page And I'll add people, and then I'll post the event in a load of different Facebook groups. So, like I said, I'm living in Hamburg, so I post in the yoga groups and the expat groups. I've made my own group as well, International Spiritual Community of Hamburg for conscious events in English and on my meetup group. Just post and promote on every possible platform that you can. And then you will build an audience, you will build and create community in that way. So just continue to do so. Don't feel bad about it. Ask your friends to support you. Ask your friends to spread the word. Ask your friends to come along. Ask them to bring some other friends or family. And you'll really notice that it all starts to grow and grow and expand. And I know this works. I know everything I've just explained to you works because I had to do it twice. So once in of. And then we ended up having to leave Dusseldorf to go to Hamburg because Henrik needed to study, and I was like, oh shit, like I'm at I'm at square one like again like I, I just built this huge community in Dusseldorf, it was amazing I loved it I loved all the people there and I was so so sad to leave, but I'm like okay if I've done it before I can do it again, <laughs> and straight away I created a meetup group here in Hamburg now there's like over 850 something members like every day is like growing rapidly and uh, yeah I've built this even larger community than than the last time in of and so I know this stuff works this will work if you put it into action and I also just want to mention as well that you do do your teacher training you don't necessarily have to become a teacher trainer like it can just be for your own personal practice or if you become a yoga teacher it doesn't have to be your full-time profession like it is for me like for me it's just in alignment with my path and my soul's journey uh, along with running women's circles and moon circles and everything else that i do but it doesn't have to be that way for everyone and it's not sustainable for everyone either like especially if for example you're already living in a really nice apartment and you're already accustomed to a certain way of life then to just be a full-time yoga teacher maybe won't sustain that lifestyle you already had but whereas i like came from uni broke life came from backpacking living in hostels to now for the first time ever living in my own place like with just my place with my boyfriend and yeah for me the life is pretty good like for me i've like never been so abundant because i haven't had that contrast to corporate career to full-time yoga teacher if that makes sense so you can teach yoga part-time of course you can do it alongside your career and it doesn't have to be yeah this main thing that you do it doesn't make you any less of a yogi if you're like just teaching once a week after work or on the weekend or something and this way it also can be nice because there can be um The issue of like if you are teaching full-time then maybe you get like bored of it or maybe you not bored of it but maybe you don't then like yoga as much and then maybe you don't practice yoga as much if that makes sense I haven't really had that I've had like phases and periods where I felt that way a little bit but then I just know that it's not actually the yoga it's just actually there's something that's going on with me personally at that time um But yeah, just see like what vibes for you and work with that. And you can experiment. Um, You can start off teaching part-time at work. And I know some teachers who have then transitioned to being full-time teachers. So the possibilities are endless, vice versa. You can start off being full-time yoga teacher. If it doesn't work for you, you can get a part-time job or whatever. So there's so many ways in which you can make this work for you. So maybe I'm jumping ahead a little bit, but once you've been through all of this beautiful journey, and I will say that I've just had my two-year yoga teaching anniversary on the weekend. So I'm just talking from the, just the two years of experience that I have had, but keep in mind these two years of experience, are teaching, we're teaching full-time. Um. So I feel like I've accumulated a lot of different experiences. Obviously, I'm like by no way like completed on this yoga path you're never completed there's always so much to learn but I have like so so much more to learn of course and I'm actually thinking about going back to India in December to do my level three teacher training not level three sorry my 300 hour teacher training and in August I'm going to Greece to do my 200 hour tantra yoga teacher training so always important that you continue to learn so I've done a few different immersions and yoga trainings and like yogic alignment like different workshops and courses for me personally it's harder because in Germany obviously all of the workshops and extra little trainings are in German and although I can speak German and understand quite well I don't understand to the level where I can pay a lot of money for something I'm going to only understand partially um. So I haven't had as many opportunities to learn physically, but I've done some online courses. I've read some books. So really, really important that you continue to study, continue to learn, continue to grow because the path is never complete. And that's the beauty of it. There's always, always something more you can dive into. And yeah, self-study as well is one of the Niyamas which you'll explore in your training. And yeah, really, really important aspect that you're discovering more about yoga and more importantly, you're discovering more about yourself as there's that beautiful quote that yoga, like something like yoga is a journey, like through the, what is it? I'm gonna butcher this now. Yoga is a journey of the self, through the self, to the self. Yeah, that's the one. A journey of the self, through the self, to the self. You can see why I got confused. (laughs) But yeah, self-study, so so important continue to grow see what little workshops and courses that you can do go to other teachers classes explore expand your knowledge um and yeah there are online classes like if you can't go to a studio you can watch some online classes which i tend to do a lot because of the english (laughs) situation like it just yeah so just see what works for you and most importantly, have fun with it. Like this isn't something that needs to be taken so, so seriously. Like obviously the practice is important, but just have fun and just be yourself and just enjoy the whole journey. Enjoy the highs of it. Enjoy the lows. Like there's some days you're going to teach your class and you just feel like you could have done it better and you didn't enjoy the teaching because you messed up a few times. But guess what? Your students don't even notice half the time. Like, I remember a few times that I taught a class and I thought it went really badly and I mentioned it because I, I knew the students because they'd become my friends and they're like, what, really? Like, no, that was great. Like, so often, a lot of the times it's just in your own head as well. um, So yeah, just stay true to yourself and you can never, ever, ever go wrong. And yeah, just continue to look for opportunities to teach abroad if you can it's always a beautiful way to travel um and I'll link in the the websites that I mentioned like yoga trade and like these other things that I've mentioned as well so it's been an hour and ten minutes almost gonna be one 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 in a moment ah, it's one 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 love it anyway so I've rambled on for a long time so I really really hope that this has helped you gain a clearer picture and gain gain a clearer insight into what it means to be or how to become a successful yoga teacher. And when I say success by the way um I'm, I'm not using success by society's definition of like having a fuckload of money. I'm saying success as in being true to yourself and making a difference in other people's lives because that's why we're teaching after all right we're not doing it for the money obviously we're doing it because we want to help people and we want to do what we love so in this way if you follow these steps i feel like you will help to become a successful yoga teacher in the definition that i just gave so i'm gonna wrap it up here i hope you enjoyed the episode i will record a little outro in just a moment to tell you my really exciting news that I have coming up and a little a little bit more of the other things going on in my life right now, so if you need to jump off now i 'll love you and leave you or i 'll see you again in a second. so I hope you enjoyed that episode. I hope it was really helpful for you if you are thinking about becoming a yoga teacher or doing your training so guys the exciting news that i have is that one of my one of my really 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 big manifestations has come true so before i even had this podcast i was like listening to the podcast that i love um sahara rose high self podcast and ashley woods manifest this podcast and i just knew that like one day i wanted a podcast and i wanted to interview like these two ladies um so anyway i just started my akashic record training with ashley and then i emailed her like to say you know thank you for the training and i just mentioned like casually like by the way like i have a podcast um i don't know if you'd be interested but i'd love to have you as a guest on the show like we're both Gemini, i think we could have a great conversation and i left it at that and i really didn't expect her to respond because I know she's so busy, she has a young baby and a young child, and she has a lot going on, and I just really didn't expect a reply. And I got a reply back, and she's like, I would be honored to be on your show. And I'm like, Oh my god, like this is fucking huge. Like, I just I can't really believe it. Pinch me moment. So in January, at the end of January. We'll have Ashley Wendt, host of Manifest This Podcast, on doing it for the Dharma. I'm so excited. I just, I love Ashley's show so much. I'm listening all the time and I just, I just vibe with her energy so well. So I just can't believe I actually get to have a conversation with her, which is so, so cool. So yeah, I just wanted to share that with you guys. And my ego was like, no, don't share it. Yeah, because what if it doesn't happen? And I thought, bullshit, like share it because then the universe is definitely gonna make it happen. You know what I mean? So yeah, super, super grateful. Ashley, if you are listening to this episode, thank you. I am infinitely grateful. And yeah, I just wanted to share a few things that are happening in my life right now. I wanted to share that I had this really... Crazy experience recently that I feel called to share with you guys. I know who's whoever's listening will maybe resonate with a message. So yeah, I hosted a women's new moon circle. I think it was last week or the week before, I can't remember. And oh yeah, I think it it was last week, maybe. Anyway, it's a new moon in Sagittarius, which is was an important one for me because my moon sign is in Sagittarius and yeah i developed this whole ritual about how we would like focus on our goals and on and like you know the sagittarian energy is like the archer with the bow and arrow and we'd get really clear and focus on our goals and i like used this system in life coaching called the wheel of life and we broke down all of our goals to our intentions like all of our steps to the intentions that we would take and then I would check in with all of them after the circle and one of my intentions was just to develop this more tantric relationship uh, within myself and within my own relationship. So one of my steps was to eye gaze and actually I I thought I meant to eye gaze with my boyfriend but actually it was to eye gaze with myself because I've come to learn that i can't have a tantric relationship with someone else unless i have a tantric relationship with myself which makes a lot of sense so i thought okay i decided to give myself like a massage with some coconut oil and just massage my body how i would want a lover to massage my body like really really yeah just really um what is the word Tangrically, I guess, just really consciously massaging my body. And I decided to give myself a yoni massage. And then I was just holding my yoni and just saying, like, I love you, and I'm sorry for all of the times. I've been mean to you and not respected you. And just I've never done this before, but I was really like just sending my yoni like so much love because obviously we all have a lot of yoni healing that we need to do. Um, and it was such an incredible experience. Like from the yoni massage, I was like getting ripples of like this ecstasy energy, like traveling at my body because in tantra, you like direct the sexual energy upwards uh, to the crown chakra to increase like this connection to the divine. So I was like sending my energy upwards through the body and it, was, it felt like I was high or something. I was so like... Sp- based out it was so interesting um and then after that beautiful experience I had with myself I decided okay I'm I'm this is the time to eye gaze so I yeah I sat in front of the mirror and I set a timer for seven minutes because this is the time I like to do with my eye gazing activities when I guide them I don't know why I think seven's a pretty pretty beautiful number um and I was just gazing into, my, into the mirror and I was like looking at my eyes and after a few moments I was like wow like my eyes are so beautiful like I've never really looked at them properly and I started to notice that I have like this darker ring around the edges and lighter on the inside and yeah I was just feeling that my eyes were really beautiful which I've never really thought before I've always thought oh my eyes are so small and they're just brown and boring and blah 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 so that was all like out the window Um, And then I started to go quite deep into it where I was almost getting a bit emotional. Like I know it's so cliche, but I really did feel like I was seeing my true essence for the first time. And I was getting like a few tears in my eyes and was getting, yeah, really, really deeply into this trance state of eye gazing with myself. And then the craziest thing happened was my face started to change in the mirror like it morphed into this old woman's face and i was kind of a bit freaked out (laughs) because i i don't take drugs i don't drink alcohol i was like completely sober um and my face was changing into this old woman but my eyes were staying the same and i was like wow okay is this me when i'm gonna be old i don't know and then my face like started to morph again and again and then it changed again and again and again and like really rapidly like my face was changing and changing and changing but my eyes stayed the same the whole time honestly it was a little bit freaky because like I said I was like completely sober I was like whoa I'm having this very very real experience now Like my face was changing into a man's face and then back to a woman's and then my eyebrows would change and like my whole facial features were changing apart from my eyes they always stayed the same and i really feel like I was tapping into some past life stuff and I'm I shared this experience with a friend and he mentioned that yeah mirrors kind of like have this mm, kind of magical power in a sense where you can tap into other dimensions and he was like yeah I'm pretty sure you had a review of your past lives um so that was a really really intense for me and then towards the end my eyes did start to change. And I must say there were a few faces that weren't human either. It was kind of freaky. Um, maybe from my celestial bodies. Um, and, there, and then my eye color kind of started to change towards the end as my face continued to morph. Anyway, so during this process and the timer for seven minutes, the gong goes off and I jumped because I was so like entranced by this activity, this eye gazing activity that I like physically jumped. And it kind of, like, snapped me out of, like, the face morphing. And then I was just staring into the mirror and I was just like, I love you. Like, I love you so much. I love everything about who you are. I was just just trying to give this affirmation to me. And for all of the times, like, I've criticized myself, I really wanted to try and recondition that. And then it was crazy because my higher self came through and like channeled this message like used my voice and was just channeling this message to me and I can't remember exactly what was said I I can't really remember too well that kind of happens when I channel I kind of forget the information unless it's recorded but it was a really profound and beautiful message and basically about like just just loving and accepting myself more So yeah, I I wanted to share that experience with you guys because it was something super super powerful to me and it's something that I can really recommend that you do as well at home. If you do have a mirror, which I'm sure all of you do in this modern day society, just go and eye gaze with yourself. Just go and truly connect with who you are because yeah, we can do this with other people which is also a very beautiful experience to deepen a bond. But the most important bond is the one that we have with ourselves, right? So please go on Eye Gaze and please share with me your experience because I'm so, so, so interested to hear it. And as promised, as I mentioned in the start, when I went into my Akashic Records, I I was told to go on voice memos and just press record because the information was coming too through rapidly coming through too rapidly. And yeah, I'm gonna include that clip into the end of this podcast. I didn't have a microphone, I wasn't like holding it close to my mouth, I just had it on the floor and press press play. So the sound quality isn't probably that good, but I think you can still for sure hear it. So yeah I'll let that play right at the end. Um if you did enjoy this episode, if you found it helpful in your journey, or if you feel like it will be helpful for someone else you feel like is looking into doing a yoga teacher training, then please, please share the episode. I would appreciate that so, so much. And yeah, if you can leave a review, that would be amazing. And just spread the good vibes that I'm trying to bring. And I also should mention as well is that recently, I'm being shifted. And and basically told that I need to bring men onto the show like if you listen to my very first episode I'm like no it's just women because men have this story blah 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 but actually recently I'm meeting so many um guys who are really doing really interesting and inspiring things and I feel like they need to have a voice too like okay yes we've got the men who are CEOs and they're all doing really well blah 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 but I feel like there needs to be given a voice to these guys who are actually making a really positive difference in this world so expect some interviews with some guys coming up as well and I know I've done like three solo episodes in a row now I'm gonna get some actual I'm gonna have some other actual interviews too I've just had a lot going on so I haven't really had the time to bring anyone else on yet but I've got a couple interviews lined up this week so I'm so excited. So yeah, thank you guys, I love you so much, and I hope you enjoy my little channeled message.
1: So allow yourself to speak out these words, speak out these messages, and surely you take the time to write out what you desire, what it is you'd like to bring forth into your reality, create the plan, we'll fill in the gaps, create the plan, we'll fill in the details, create the plan, we'll figure it out. We'll make sure that everything works in accordance to and guidance with the highest level of your vibration. We'll make sure that all you you do is in alignment with your soul's truest purpose. We will not allow you to stray from the path. It will send you signs. We'll send you symbols. We'll guide you back. We'll guide you back. Do not worry. Do not fear. You are on your path. You are on your mission. You are helping others, helping others to see the clearer sight, clearer vision. You are giving them new eyes, new eyesight, new lenses, new contacts. You are helping them to discover their inner vision. We're using you as a vessel to pass through this information to help those discover their inner sight. And from their inner sight, they will light the flame of their burning desire of their soul's highest calling. They will then help others to light the flame, pass on the knowledge. They will then continue to inspire others to light their own flame burning strongly from within. From this we will awaken the collective spirit. Each flame will be passed over to the next. Like a torch being passed through the Olympics, from country to country, nationality to nationality, this awareness will expand and spread and grow and grow and grow until the whole wide world is lit up from the inside through their own empowerment. The whole world is alight like beautiful flames dancing in unison as one as the globe rises in awareness and consciousness. who spread this message. Spread your work. Awaken the inner vision of those around you. Do not be afraid to share your message, share your talents, share your gifts. You'll be blessed. You'll be rewarded in many, many ways, in ways unimaginable to you. You will look back on your life in the next five years and wonder how how on earth did you get here? But it was with our guidance that you arrived here and you will always, always, always have our guidance. Always, always, always able to tap into us at any point. We are the pinnacle. We are the highest point of reality.